What is going on, podcast listeners? This is Jonathan Andrews, and we are at Circle Up Headquarters, 2179 Dundas Street West, the best basement apartment in Toronto. I got Odessa here playing in the background and excited to bring you a dynamic, fast-paced episode. We have one of the OG members of Circle Up, one of the OG participants back in February 2020. He is a student at Ryerson, the co-chairman of one of Canada's largest virtual tech conferences, CUTC. And in this episode, he really talks about what it was like as a, as a young man in his early 20s being part of a men's circle for the very first time, what that experience was like, what he learned about himself as a man, what he learned about masculinity, um, and how it translated to him being a better student a better leader for the CUTC team and ultimately uh, the impact that it's having on the direction he's taking in his life. So I'm excited for you to hear from him. We're good friends. I was happy to be able to see him last week and I'm excited to join in on Team Mango, which is the, the men's circle that he's part of now uh, on their, their team meetings. So please help me by giving a finger snap in your room, in your car, wherever you're listening to this episode, to my man, Daniel Martinovic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. one thing exactly. I will remind you is that if we could do our best to say things that keep us employable. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, and, and also don't feel like you need to censor yourself. If you do say something that could get you um, fired or something like that, I will just <laughs> edit it out of the podcast and save it I for blackmailing you in 10 years. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> well, you can sell us to some news station if I'm famous. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're, we're, the best way to start us off would be to do a check-in. Do you guys check in on your men's team? Yes, anytime. Okay, because you're not weekend graduates, how do you typically check in? Uh, we check in by last name, last name of sponsor, uh, check in out of 10, and then a question. So whatever we prompt for the day. Okay, let's let's do that then. Um, we'll check in and then we will officially start the episode. So it's last name, last name of your sponsor, number between one and ten, and then the last one is a check-in question. So I yeah. will I will do that. Um, so Andrews sponsor was Sobel. I'm checking in at a ten, and cool. the check-in question is going to be: What is your favorite city that you've ever visited? And or city or town or village. And I think that my favorite city that I've ever visited was last year in October, I flew to Amsterdam and I hung out there for a week in October. It was right in the middle of uh, Amsterdam Music Week. So every DJ, every producer, every electronic artist that you know and you love were there for the whole week. Um, you know, Martin Garrix, Armin Van Buren, Tiesto, everybody was there. And I got to see Seven Lions perform. Actually, a mutual friend of ours, wow. Raf. Raf yeah. was in he Amsterdam was at the same time. And he saw my, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, is that a lineum? No, Seven Lions. Uh, nice. No, seven Lions. Yeah. Yo, that's so sick. And, and he was like, hey, man, I'm in Amsterdam right now. Do you want to come to a show with me? And I literally saw Seven Lions with him that night in Amsterdam. Wow. Totally wild. Super sick. fun. So, um, and then I ended up. Uh, surprising Ian and we did Amsterdam Music Festival that. together. Biggest indoor music festival in the world. That was probably my favorite city I've been to. Uh, spectacular weekend. That sounds amazing. I remember seeing your stories and you surprised him and he's like, what the hell? Yeah. 
I think it was in the, the airport, right? Not the airport. You were like. It was in his hostel. I think it was the airport. Was it? Yeah, I was barefoot in the hostel. I, I made a phone call to him just to see where he was in the hostel because it was like 10 a.m. And I was afraid yeah. of missing him because that day we planned, I wanted to go out with him. And um, yeah. I took a video right outside his door and he answered it. And I could see he was in the lobby. I'm like, hey, man, what are you up to? He's like, oh, I'm just in the lobby about to go to the gym. I said, hold on, my mom's calling me. <laughs> I hung up on him, walked down to the lobby, and then there he was. And we began our <laughs> I bet he was uh, pleasantly surprised. Dude, it was such a sick weekend. Yeah. Do you definitely got to do that to one of your buddies one of these days or when uh, the world lets you travel again? For sure. Yeah. I want to go on those, uh, those boats just down the canals. They have like, the oh coffee yeah. Shops, coffee boats. Yeah. yeah. Those look super fun. Good time. I will. I'll do my check-in. Check-in, um, man. Martinovich. Martinovich. My sponsor is Pereira. I'm checking in at a solid nine. Very close to 10. Uh, we'll talk about it later, maybe, but solid nine. And I guess my favorite city I've been to would either be, I've only ever traveled outside of Canada to two places, uh, to Brooklyn and like Brooklyn, New York, and then to Ankara, Turkey. Um, I would say out of either one of them, actually, not really a city, but there's a region called Cappadocia in uh, Turkey. And it's pretty much like underground cities. Um, there's like caves on the side of like cliffs and stuff. So it's beautiful, like scenery. Ooh. We actually got to explore in some of those caves while underground, like, like three, four stories worth. So that was very fun. Um, also got to see like those, those amazing, I don't know if you've seen those pictures, like 20, 30 hot air balloons in the air It's yes. in that area. Yeah. That's where it is. I Capital literally had, I had never seen that until maybe three days ago when uh, Cercle, which is a big event production company, posted a picture that Ben Bomer is going to be doing a uh, sunrise set sick. in Turkey. That's sick. Yo, yeah, we went on, we went during the sunrise and it's beautiful. Like all the hot air balloons just fly up and there's so just sick. so much. Yeah. And the crazy part is those hot air balloons aren't like two to four people. People think it's like those cartoon baskets with four people. There's like 15, 20 people on it. Whoa. It's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not expect that too, man. Wow. That yeah. sounds so fun. <laughs> Yo, they go really high up. That's why they look small. It's that super fun. So fun. We didn't get to go on it, sadly, but I'm definitely going to try to go back and do that. Yeah. Daniel. Daniel, don't allow anyone that's listening. If you go to Turkey, don't let Daniel's mistake happen again. <laughs> go on the Exactly. Air you have to go up there. You have to. Well, we did see, um, not to scare anyone, but we did see a hot air balloon trying to lift off, but I think they're a little too heavy. And then they started falling down a bit back <laughs> into like the, like the hilly side. And that kind of got me a little worried, but in the end of the day, they, they started blasting the fire a little bit more and they just shot back up. True. So, yeah, it must have been the North it. American, the North American air balloon of all the overweight yeah. obese people. And- we need to start working out America. <laughs> All right. That's not what this show's about. Dude, I appreciate you checking in. Um, excited to have you on the show. For anyone that's listening for the very first time, the Circle Up podcast is committed to the empowered masculinity movement, which is creating a community where men can be there and give a fuck about each other, that want to invest in each other, that want to make sure that they have what they need to be able to become self-sufficient and successful. And, and I really care about that for you. And I really care about that for the men in our community at Circle Up. And so I'm super pumped to have you on the show because you were part of the very first round of Circle Up. And if it wasn't for men like you, Daniel, it would not exist today. We're on our seventh team. And so I'm fired up to have you on the show. 
Um, just to just Thank to start us much, off. Man. Yeah, yeah. No, man, that means it means a lot. So you've been you've been OG. You and Manan, you you two, you buddies, uh, OG since the beginning. So I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. And without like initiatives like that, honestly, I don't know where people would be going. Like it's such a helpful tool for everyone in the group that even the guests that we had, like we brought people that are not originally in the group. They're coming, they don't come every single week, but the one time they do come, they leave with so much knowledge. And honestly, like just because of that, they're already grateful. And like even indirectly, you're infecting, you're infecting so many people's lives. So thanks to you, man. Thanks to you, Andrews. Totally honestly. appreciate, appreciate it. And it's, um, it's part of my purpose. And it makes me feel fulfilled and like I have meaning in my life. So there's really nothing I feel like I would rather be doing with my time. Um, and so with this show, I do want to talk about it from a student's perspective. Because yeah. a lot of young men, especially those in post-secondary education, you know, you typically between 18 and 25 and around that time frame, you know, you may have some close buddies, but uh, when pressure of school, pressure of girls, pressure of wanting to... Um, you know, look good, do good, however that is for, for you as an individual, all those pressure come onto your life. Even some of the seemingly trivial tasks like finishing an assignment can be very challenging. And so can you talk to me a little bit about, you know, what your experience has been like as a student and have you felt pressures like that before? For sure. Um, I've definitely felt pressure like that before multiple times in severe cases and recently. So um, I would say, honestly, just coming from a student perspective, I'm grateful to be around people that are in such like experienced points in their life. Like they, I can talk to them and hear about their stories and bring it back to my life and realizing, hey, we're not so different, even though there's age between us, but I can hear how they've dealt with this. Like what's their tools with going against stress or anxiety or things like that. And honestly, like this is why the, the group has been super helpful in that case. Um, but I guess to give a little bit more context, I can talk about like what has been like stressing me. So I guess as a student, something that I'd probably say almost every single person I've talked to, every single one of my peers is they don't know what they want to do in life. They're not sure who they are. Um, they don't know who the man they are, the woman they are. And because of that, people are always stressing about something so far in the future that they don't even know what's going to happen yet, that they're kind of ignoring or falling off what's happening in the day to day life. And like, Got I it. feel like because of this people get really stressed. They get overly stressed from like one assignment. And then maybe they're like, Hey, I don't need to do this. I'll drop it. I can do it in the summer postponing their immediate so that they, because there's keep continually stressing about something that's far ahead in the future. And I feel like that's just something that comes with like being young nowadays. Um, you see so much social media, you see like 50 different trends happening every week. And it, and, and it feels like life is going by so fast now and people are not used to it. They, they think, they see all this like stuff on the internet that they think they want to be, or they they're like they're they're looking at other people's lives, assuming that they know what they want to be to the fullest, and they're assuming that those people are like the masters of themselves. But in reality, they're just playing tricks on themselves, and they're kind of stressing themselves out. Um, that's definitely something I've been doing. Do you? Yeah. Do you find that to be true for yourself personally? Definitely, I would say sometimes looking outwards, you would get envy, and not envy like you want what they want, but you're envious of the, the notion of they know what they, who they are. They know what they want to do. They know what they want to be in life. And because of this, it kind of maybe throws you off. Um, in my case, I, I'd see my friends that are maybe working in a job that they really enjoy. They, they tell me about all the things they're working on. They really enjoy it. 
and I hear that I'm like really good for you. Like I'm very happy for them. I'm very proud of my friends that do good things. Um, but in my case, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do for the rest of my life. I want to figure out how I can change the world or and affect it in a positive way. But at the same time, maybe make money around it or also like work in a job that's going to be challenging me. There's so much different aspects that I look to that it feels like 50 different things are on my shoulders all while I still got to do that one assignment that's due next sure. weekend. And that's kind of how I feel. Uh, yeah. Pretty much school be stressing me out. If there is a, some sort of lack of clarity or an uncertainty or feeling about where will this take me and do I even want to go there? Then it really makes the next project seem a little irrelevant. I don't even know if it's yeah. what I want to do long-term. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the best way to sum it up, man. And because of that unclarity, you just, you don't want to put as much energy or time into some things. Yeah. I would, uh, it reminds me of something that Jim Rohn talks about a lot where he talks about um, pursuing success versus attracting success. And then he talks about when you think about what you do day to day, think about not how much money that it'll make you, but who you're becoming in the process of doing it. So even if, let's say as an example, uh, can you give me a course uh, in your life that you're not that excited about? Or one that you just like, we're like, why the fuck am I doing this? <laughs> For sure. Um, I, okay, required or not required? Yeah, either one, either one. Either one? Uh, I guess I'll talk about required. Uh, I would say it's this one course. It's called Field Theory. It field is theory. pretty much, yeah, it is like the great barrier of computer and electrical engineering <laughs> <laughs> the great filter. So that was a course I was not looking forward to. Um, mostly in a sense that the course isn't exactly the hardest in the world, um, but it takes a lot of time behind it. Mm. And the fact is, I had to take that course over a summer period in a condensed time frame while working on other aspects Jeez. of my life. Yeah, so <laughs> that just made it a lot more daunting because you hear so many stories about this course being like the worst one, all these students saying, Hey, this is horrible. This is the worst test. Oh my God. I got to do it the third time. Now I really want to pass this time. Now it's framing how you're looking at it. Based exactly. Off and, and exactly. Like you hear all these other experiences and you get already like this huge negative notation that it's going to be the hardest thing in your own life as well. It's going to be your hardest, your hardest challenge, started, but it's going to be the most difficult. Exactly. Exactly. And because of that, it just, it puts you in a wrong type of mindset or wrong like context like, context exactly and because of that i would say initially i was really worried about my, my first two quizzes i was worried about my first um assignment anything like that in that case for that course i already had a notion that i was going to fail it before even taking it which doesn't make any sense it's unreal to even think about that before even experiencing it myself yeah it reminds me of the like, quote whether you think you can or you think you can't you're right you got to be careful what <laughs> exactly. you're telling yourself. Yeah. And uh, that's what I learned. I, I learned not to listen to other people's fears and to really, I guess, fear the things that have negatively impacted my life, but not fear them because they're bad, but fear them because I can change myself and not do that same thing in the future. So it keeps me alert and keeps me focused on not repeating different things in my life, different errors or different failures in my life. 
Now, Daniel, you mentioned that was the way the, you kind of went into this experience was everyone was telling, everyone was talking shit about this course, about this teacher. And it, and I knew it was going to be difficult. Did you learn yeah. anything about yourself as a man? Um, the reason I ask is because in circle up, we have a, a, a mantra, everything, 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 everything that transpires in my life reveals something about me as a man, me in relationships and me as a leader. Did you, did you get anything from participating in this class that you didn't really want to be in that everyone said was going to be really challenging? And uh, ultimately I heard, and I'm, I'm excited for you that you had one of the top scores in the class. So you, you did your thing. You <laughs> uh, did maybe your not thing. The last part. <laughs> maybe, maybe not the last part, but I did do better than I thought I would. And <laughs> honestly, something I did learn was to really trust my own ability again and trust my own academic prowess and become the person that needs to pass their courses themselves. Because in the end of the day, you can hear about all everyone else's worries, but they're not gonna be the ones writing your test. They're not gonna be the ones doing your assignments. They're not gonna be the one holding your hand, Bingo. walking you down the aisle. And because of that, I, I realized, I just gotta put this into my own pocket. I gotta carry this own weight myself. And whatever happens, sink or swim, I'm gonna put my whole effort in and I know if I do put my whole effort in, I, I definitely won't sink. So that is kind of the mindset I went into it. Maybe not went into it per se, but after the second quiz, I, I did uh, not too well in the, the, the first quiz, I got a 10%, I'll say that. <laughs> but the thing was, they actually allowed the top four out of five marks. So that kind of woke me up. Uh, my next quiz was a perfect, the one after that was perfect. And from there, I was like, a lot more focused on myself and I was a lot more confident in my, my academic abilities again, just because I've taken a lot of time off of school and I've been kind of going through the motion of school much slower than I should be just because I've been working on a lot of other things. And I feel like you really got to dedicate the time into a couple things than on a million things and can produce yeah. a lot better results. Hey man, I really appreciate those takeaways. And you know, you mentioned that you're, you're going slower than you should be. If you have an expectation of how things how things are supposed to go, then there might be a should or shouldn't. I think you yeah. have all the time that you need to be able to do what it is that you want to do. And I appreciate the takeaways there. What I totally got from that, whether you're a student or whether you're retired like me or whether you're working in the business world, uh, taking full ownership, right? Nobody's going to write your tests. Jim Rohn always said, nobody's going to do your pushups for you. You got to take yeah. full ownership. So I appreciate, I appreciate that perspective, man. And uh, thank you, man. And I'd like to roll into how Circle Up, if at all, helped you as a student or helped you as a man. Um, for those people that have never heard of the program, because some people have never heard mm -hmm. of Circle Up before, can you yeah. describe Circle Up in your own words after now participating in it for many months? Definitely. Um, part of my language, but I would say it's a group of men with no bullshit. Um, they, they treat you very seriously and they treat you very very real. Um, they give you respect when respect is due. And without, with that, you are, you're responsible to your image you hold to the group. Um, the discipline is a very high aspect in Circle Up. And I feel like that's something that almost every single person needs, man or woman. Discipline is a very important factor in any person's life. Building better habits takes discipline. Getting, basically taking out those, the strong roots of bad habits is a process. And building, planting the seeds of good, good habits is a process as well. So that's my own, I would say my biggest takeaway with Circle Up is, is the aspect of discipline and 
showing up and being the man that you want to be by being a man of your word in this group. Um, as I said, no bullshit. They'll call you out. You're, you're late by a minute. They will let you know that. And <laughs> it's not out of any hate or malice. It's, it's the fact that there are people and there's a group that cares about you. They want to hear you check in. They want to hear that you're uh, a five out of 10, even if you're not a 10 out of 10, because they want to know what's, what's, what's ailing you in your life and how they can help it out. And that's why I really appreciate even being a part of this group and being a part of a group of uh, a lot of older gentlemen that can give me a lot of experience and give me a lot of insight in my own life. Um, a lot of them have troubles and problems in their lives that are much bigger than mine. I wouldn't even under, understand the, the feelings and implications of it. But because of that, I can trust that their, their knowledge and their expertise of it is something that I can really listen into and learn from my own life, you know? So it's a group of, in, in my, in my eyes, it's a group of learning and discipline. Uh, that's, that's my key takeaways from the group. Couldn't agree yeah. more. Couldn't agree more. Uh, one of the men that I know has led parts of your teams in the past is Pereira. He's a mutual friend yes, of ours. Sir. He's somebody that I, that I look up to. Um, and he's, he's always, yeah, I think yeah. he's, he's Mr. No Bullshit. When we did our first round of Circle yeah. Up, he won the No Bullshit Award. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you out just like on the spot for a second. Is, was there ever a moment where you tried to get away with something? Because like I do, that, <laughs> I do that all the time where I just like try to slide something on the table, get away with it, have, you know, it's, it's called a gentleman's agreement in our group where if I don't call you out on your shit, you don't call me out on my shit. Was there ever a moment where you tried to get away with something in prayer? I just was like, nah, I'm not letting this slide. <laughs> I, yeah, I would definitely say so. Um, maybe I think it was one time um, I was coming back from a break. The sessions are about an hour, 40 minutes. So we do have like a five minute break just to get some water or anything you need. And I did show up maybe 30 seconds late. Come on, Daniel. <laughs> <Pereira>. <laughs> hey, man, I was in the washroom. It took me a little longer than I thought. So I came back and uh, pretty much I... Uh, what's it called? I turned back on my video cam after the gentleman started talking. Uh, prayer's like, why are you late? I was like, hey, I wasn't late. I was just turning my camera back on. <laughs> that well, no, I was, I was still a little it. late. <laughs> and uh, from there, he's like, okay, no, 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 we're stopping the segment. Everyone was talking. He's like, no, we got to address this. And um, that's something I, I really do appreciate. Him calling out my bullshit is something that's, I guess, needed in my own life because something that I've always wanted to better myself in is is people call me out my bullshit um sometimes like like white lies here and there can get you to be lazy i'd say like it, it gets you away from like maybe a meeting or, or or having to do something or a responsibility and having someone calling you out is is, is much love you know him calling me out even though i felt a little flustered and i felt like oh shit in in, in the moment for a second it, yeah, it definitely right benefited there. me in the long run but yeah and apologies, you might hear the ice cream truck outside. Is that an ice cream truck? Yeah, it is. I don't yeah, know why they're coming out. I could, I could use one of those in another 45 minutes, I think. <laughs> I appreciate appreciate you and the candor. And the reason I ask that is because you know it's happened to me dozens and dozens of times, just trying to get get away with something small. Uh, and, the, and I really do think it speaks to Pereira's leadership and then how I want to lead. Because when we confront the uncomfortable, when we hold a higher standard for ourselves and the men in our circle, everybody gets pulled up. Exactly. Everybody does better. Everybody yeah. has an opportunity to grow. And when we don't, when we let those, when we let those things slide, then, you know, our standards are, are weakened and the whole team is worse off as a result of that. Exactly. 
you are as strong as your weakest link. So that definitely plays in fact in any group, especially a, a group that's trying to hold each other up. Yeah. One more question about circle up, if you don't mind, just about, you know, mental health. Sure. Uh, when we did the first round, mental health was a, a huge component. We raised money for our higher purpose for jack.org. We talked about it mm -hmm. in our meetings. Did mm -hmm. anything, if at all, if it didn't, that's okay. Did you, did circle up change the way you look at mental health or about masculinity in any way? I would say it did. Yeah. Um, earlier on in uh, circle up, I was pretty much in a state that wasn't the best. Um, I was kind of struggling my own mental health. I've been kind of feeling overwhelmed with my work, my startup school, um, many different things. And because of that, it kind of just made me a lot more stressed. In the beginning, I didn't want to meet with a bunch of guys because I felt like I just wanted those extra few minutes to rest or, or relax or anything like that. And because of that, I was kind of shy to really join in in the beginning. Um, after time, I realized, show up or not, this group's going to be here. They're going to care for you. And even if you're here or not, they're, they're still going to continue on. So I, I guess in my own head, I'm like, hey, there's nothing that's stopping me from joining this group and being a real, the realest person I can be and taking my mask off to really ask these gentlemen that have such experience, what is wrong with me? Like not to get answers from them, but to figure out myself by like talking to them and really understanding what's happening in my life and trying to analyze it and do, do inspections to see what can aid me in my own day to day. And what can I do to really um, improve my own mental health? I would say like a couple of things that's really improved my mental health would be the fact I, I, I get some time outside every day. Now I make sure I get at least an hour, maybe 90 minutes to just spend outside. I go biking. Uh, I usually go to like down the Humber trail. Um, honestly, like getting some exercise, those types of things you don't realize you haven't done it so much when you go outside and you get burned super bad to the crisp. And I'm like, Hey, I've, don't remember this ever happening to me before. Um, <laughs> that made me realize I have not been outside in too long. And that's a shame because um, that's a place where you can relax. Going outside in nature, we are animals by nature. And I feel like being cooped up inside all day, especially with an isolation of, of COVID-19, it's, it's not the healthiest thing for your mind. So that's something I've taken away as more of a tangible thing. It's just uh, Get out of your house, you felt the animal. <laughs> exactly man and uh i'm ever better for it man good well i'm glad you're making it a priority i have seen on your instagram that you've been mountain biking i know you you dm'd yeah. me when ian and mosin and i were in whistler we were doing the downhill mountain biking i gotta say dude that was dangerous stuff that was, <laughs> yo, <laughs> yeah i would say so <laughs> bro yo they the first slope they're like yeah you guys will be fine it's called easy does it yo we are literally oh, taking ski lifts up into this thing and we're yeah. like are you sure this is cool for the first time that we're trying this and yeah. we get on the slope there's like loose rocks and it's so fast downhill and the turns are sharp and literally ian and mosin both flipped off their handlebars on the very first run oh they went over the bars already they went right <laughs> over the bars yo ian's still ian's got like this weird thing going on in his shoulder protrusion oh, after oh, falling no. off his yeah so that sucks i know people that like sprain their shoulders pretty easily yeah so <laughs> Ian's got weak uh, shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the shoulder riding, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> catches them. No, but uh, I would say it's super fun, though. 
the adrenaline rushing. Yeah, man. If you if you're into the the adrenaline stuff, then definitely go mountain biking, rob a bank, do whatever you got to do. <laughs> do whatever. You gotta <laughs> yeah, do. yeah, I'll rob it. <laughs> Wait, hold the hold a second there. Just stay there one second. It's funny you say that because I have a book that says when to rob a bank. When. When Not to how, rob a bank? Yeah. When. <laughs> Yeah, when to. Because everyone can, you know, you just got to run in there and uh, demand some money. Um, but you got to know when to. Timing is everything. But it's actually not about that. But it's it's about uh, 100 and, uh, 131 more work suggestions and well-intended rants. So it's just ranting about random things. Like, for example, one is about in, um, I, forgot, I think it's the JF Kennedy Air, um, Airport in New York. And they're talking about one of the airplane, one of the... Um, Airfields are so useless that if they actually got rid of it, it would improve traffic and save them a lot, a lot of money. Um, but they do it because it's like for higher class people, they, they'd like to spend a trip to go farther out to that station, to that um, air, um, air base and sure. spend less, less money or like random things like that. There's a lot, a lot of different, uh, just random facts and figures yeah. about the world. Exactly. Yeah. yeah the, the, the title is very, um, very uh, seductive in a in a sense yeah it pulls pulls yeah. you in and it's not what you expect ian and i just read after we listened to an audiobook on the way to bc we listened to an audiobook called busting loose of the money game and virtually none of it was about money at all it was just a provocative title and it was yeah. it was about how i'm god and you're god and we're convincing ourselves we're not god and uh we do a damn good job at convincing ourselves we're not god wow uh, and then super interesting. <laughs> and because yeah. of that money is an illusion you don't have to worry about money money is an infinite resource and abundance and you have to just fully trust that your higher self um, would create whatever it is that you needed now and and mm -hmm. it's all an illusion anyway because you're god convincing yourself you're not god so don't worry about money everybody it's just an illusion <laughs> no need. daniel, no, daniel and i are an illusion <laughs> <laughs> well like uh money is a uh, it's still uh very much a construction you know because what are they doing right now they're just printing out billions and billions and billions of dollars stimulate the economy so it doesn't crash but in the end of the day they're just putting the printer on high so yeah I can, i'm not going to pretend that i know anything about what what's going on in the world but i did i did read sapiens and he was talking about how virtually everything is a myth um it was created mm -hmm. in language one of the things that makes homo sapiens unique is that we have the ability to create fiction so things that don't actually yeah. exist in time and space. Yeah. And we can, you know, re religion, as an example, tell stories about it. Mythology, we can tell stories about it. Um, yeah. The, the idea of a government or the idea of a country is only exists because everyone agrees that it exists, but it doesn't actually exist until there's consensus around it. So money is the same thing. Total illusion. Definitely. Uh, I guess burn all my money and, uh, <laughs> hey man if you're gonna get rid of it anyway just feel free to drop it off in my place um i've got a couple a couple things i could do with it um i'm glad I, i'm glad i got you laughing because we're gonna transition into just a fun section of the meeting um, mm -hmm. we're gonna do 60 seconds rapid fire round your entire goal daniel is to answer as many questions as possible okay I'm okay, nervous. so I'm going to list the I'm question and you're less. just going to say your answer. Yeah, no, try to keep yourself yeah. employable. Try to stay vulnerable. <laughs> okay. uh, I'll try not yeah. to ask any questions that'll get either one of us put in jail. Um, and then at the right, end, I'm there's ready, a man. bonus There's a bonus opportunity. So, so right now, only oh, you'll be the second person to ever do this. 
the first person, I'm not sure if you've ever met Steve Richmond, but Steve Richmond did this. He's one of Pereira and I's friends and he got eight answers in 60 seconds. So, so let's see how you'll do. Okay. All right. Tell me when you are ready. I am ready. All right. I will start the clock as soon as you are done. The first question. Favorite day of the week? Uh, Friday. Have you ever been punched in the face? I have. Have you ever punched someone in the face? I have. Would you let me punch you in the face for $100, Daniel? How hard? <laughs> uh, very hard. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Sorry. Okay. Who's someone, that, who's someone that inspires you? Uh, my father. Been through a lot. Favorite video game? Now or growing up? Cisco. Uh, Maple Story. Maple Story. Growing up. Maple Story. <laughs> Favorite city yeah, you've traveled in. We got that. Turkey. Uh, first female celebrity crush? Jennifer Lopez. Actually, uh, yeah, Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. Why not? Most impactful or favorite yeah. book? Uh, can you say again? Mo oh, no, we're out of time. Oh. oh. Daniel, you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine. Woo. Whoa. We got nine. Buddy. Let's go. Buddy, you're ahead of Richmond. We beat him by point. Yeah, you did. And there's also a bonus opportunity here. You will be able to double your points, Daniel. Ooh. If you sing either Twinkle Twinkle Little Star or <laughs> I'm a Little Teapot or an equivalent funny song on this podcast you will double your score i will tell you that richmond did double his score so he officially is at <laughs> he's at 16 and you're at nine did he did he do teapot or twinkle he did i i he did twinkle twinkle little star okay i'll do i'll do the teapot then <laughs> i'm a little teapot short and spout here is my handle here is my spout yeah i don't remember the rest <laughs> Shit. what what happens after that um, here's my handle here's my when i get all steamed up hear me shout tip me over and me over and pour me out you know daniel yeah. i will give you i will give you half the points for singing half the song give you five points on top of the nine so you're at 14 points if my math is correct what do these points win me man dude you lost nothing <laughs> <laughs> Shit, there's no second place <laughs> no second dude um but i appreciate you participating and thanks for Thank thanks you, for being self-expressed fully self-expressed on this show got a couple more questions for you, if you don't mind my man yeah for sure shoot away all right i have a question about uh your dad you mentioned that he was an idol he's someone you look up to he's someone that inspires you can you tell me a little bit yeah. about um your relationship Definitely. Um, where should I start? He is someone I look up to from from the experiences I've known he has went through. I've known how I can I can only imagine how hard they can be. Um, living in another country, being well off, and then having to leave because of civil war, uh, moving to a place with no one, no one knows you here, getting pushed out of the business by your partner, and Honestly, like my dad more recently as well, he had diabetes. He was overweight, maybe 350 pounds. Oh, wow. Just, just 
it's, it's hard to see that, you know, growing up around that. Um, I respect him. He's the smartest person I know. He studied quantum, quantum mechanics, really smart guy. Yeah. But at the same time, um, it's very hard. And because of this, I, I, I only get to really know that until more recently, um, being older, I can actually ask him more about his experiences. I can understand them more. But growing up, my experiences with my my relationship with him wasn't the same. It wasn't as um, understandable. I would grow up kind of just hearing him tell me things and, and um, arguing with him. I wasn't the closest. I see his bad habits, and I always disliked him. To sort of say, um, I'm not saying I hate my dad. I'm not saying I didn't really like him that much or anything like that. There's never anything really bad or hostile. It was just the fact that it was hard growing up in this family. And a lot of us, a lot of us go through a fuck you dad phase. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but, uh, growing up now, it's more of a, more of a, I love you dad. It's uh, a lot better talking as well as the fact that like he, he, he is still my idol. He, he's done so much. Um, he has taken his own health into his own hands. He's almost 70. Like we talked about, uh, I believe he's 68 right now. And he actually dropped his weight completely. In one year, he dropped over a hundred pounds. Uh, Amazing. He, he, yeah, I know, man. And he completely remissioned his um, his diabetes. So, much healthier person. And from Amazing. that, I've really looked up to him. Uh, thank you, man. Uh, honestly, it's it's amazing seeing that. It has changed me and helped me a lot too. Him taking the charge in his own life has really opened up my eyes as well and has made me more disciplined in my ways, in my life. And because of that, like, I would, I would never call them my idol beforehand, but I've always deep down did believe he was my idol. And, but now at least I'm a lot more proud to see it and I'm a lot more happy to see it. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's a relationship more or less. That's, that's beautiful, man. And I'll say two things and then I'll ask you a question. Um, I remember one of my mentors once told me that the responsibility of a, of a father to a son is to prepare him for life. And the way he does that is to make life difficult for him. So I would totally respect if he had a fuck you dad face because I had a fuck you dad face. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then the, you know, one of the things that I respect so much about you is you're so young, but you're so mature for your age. What are you, 21, 20? Thank you, man. I'm 23, man. I'm old. 23. Yeah, dude. You, no, you're so, you're so, you're so young, man. And you're so mature. Um, you know, the, the you, fact man. that you said you made that transition into the, I love you dad phase. Like I, I totally resonate with that. And the reason why I think that's so important to point out, and I wanted to ask you about your dad when you mentioned he was an important person in your life is because I think the responsibility of the son is to prepare your father for death. And one of the best ways to do that is to think about, the ways that you've become successful. Think mm -hmm. about what about yourself you're proud of, and then remember that you're only that way because of your dad and because of the way he yeah. is. And so I'm wondering, mm -hmm. is there anything about who you are as a person or anything you've accomplished in your life where you can really look back and pinpoint and say, you know what, if it wasn't for my dad, I would not have been able to do this or I wouldn't have been able to be this way? Definitely. Um, I would say if it would focus more on the areas of, of business and um, communications, networking, things like that. Uh, my parents are very social people, social, social creatures. They talk to everybody. My mom gardens all day, uh, talks to all the neighbors I walk by, and I've always gained those skills from them. I've always felt like the, like the, 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 the little version of my parents when it comes to like my 
my uh, extrovertedness. Cool. So something because of that, like it, it really, I guess, drove my initiative to wanting to start my own business and being in like a startup and working for myself. And that plays into the fact that I love people and I like working with people and teams, as well as the fact that my dad had his own business. I want to be able to create something and nourish a baby in the, in the essence of a business, just nourish it like a baby and, and grow it in my own light and my own life. And then I just want my dad to see there. I want my dad to be around and he, I want him to keep it. I want to keep him updated. Um, and honestly with that, I, I want him to know that I'm going to be, I'm going to be well off. I'm going to be taking care of the family. I'm going to be the person for a family. So uh, I want to be a strong man for him. What's your dad's name? Uh, Edward. Yo, Edward Ed. Yo, Ed, if you're listening to this podcast, I appreciate you. <laughs> Clearly, your son appreciates you. We're, I'm, I'm super grateful for everything that you did to help him become the man he is today. He's uh, making a big difference in the community he's part of. And you know, I kind of wanted to finish off this show to talk a little bit about what you're excited, what you're working on. Is it the CUTC? Did I get that right? CUTC, the, the conference? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to talk about that. That was a that was a virtual tech conference, and you folks had to pivot that. It was for mm-hmm. a tech and STEM, and you had to pivot that right before you were about to have it. So, can you tell me a little bit about um, some of the wins that you had running that conference, and what you learned about yourself in that process? Because I know that must have been daunting, and I kept seeing it on social, and I kept seeing you work on it, and I kept seeing you make progress, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, he's doing it!" You even made a, a relationship you, work with Jack.org and got some mental health education in there, which I'm super excited mm-hmm. about, and proud of. Tell us a little about CTUC, CUTC. Definitely, man. CUTC, yeah. So CTC, uh, short for the Canadian Undergrad Technology Conference. Um, we've been running since 1999, and we actually were not running last year. Um, so I came back as kind of a revamp year, um, came on board as a co-chair with my partner, uh, Nicole. And honestly, we started in maybe November, December, just chatting. Me and Nicole, we were building the team and nothing really, I guess the, the gas didn't really start and we didn't really push the engine until January. And that's when we started doing the planning. Um, as we know, we're at whatever time you guys listen to this podcast, maybe you're far into the future, uh, in 2020, in sometime in February, March, there was a COVID-19, which hit. And because of this, no one could see anyone in person. That basically threw a giant wrench into our plans as we were planning for an in-person conference. I was doing a lot of the venue logistics. I was trying to get, I was fundraising for, for some spaces and things like that. And this was pretty much a huge shock to our team. Our conference was mid-July. Uh, we're getting final notices that we will not be back anywhere in person anytime soon, probably within uh, mid-March, late March. And because of this, we had to have a meeting. We had to have a sit down. Um, me, Nicole, and our whole team had to really just take a minute to really think, hey, are we going to continue with this? Are we going to cancel this? Are we going to wait till next year? Are we going to push it till the end of the year? We had to create a plan. And honestly... Yeah. It was kind of rough, man. We planned a lot. We planned two conferences in one, <laughs> which a, a maelstrom of emotion, man. Just like pissed exactly. off, scared, yeah. uncertainty. Yeah. Yeah, damn. Exactly. All while having a midterm season, so it wasn't the best period as well to have those news. Um, honestly, though, we had a meeting. We were pretty split on 
canceling it and postponing it. But I, I, I believe it was me and another person on our team and uh, we really we really thought about the idea, hey, there's there's no real point to cancel it. Maybe let's just transition it to online and let's try to make something out of it. The team at first we just had to really talk about it. We weren't super with it immediately, but after a little bit of chatting, the whole team was way behind the idea. Everyone really wanted to see their work shine. They wanted to do something. They didn't, they didn't work all this time and all these weeks Amazing, and met every single Sunday for, for nothing to happen, right? Even though it's demoralizing and everyone didn't want to really continue on at first, that's not what they truly wanted. They truly wanted something to happen. But sometimes when you hit with those obstacles, you get really, sh you get shunned from it. You get, it feels like a daunting task. It feels like you climbed up a hill only to look over the hill and see a giant mountain right behind it. And <laughs> Shit. <because of> that, <laughs> yeah, man. And because of that, uh, especially with the time creeping up and up, um, honestly though, after that meeting, we, we got to talking and we all decided to do an online conference from there. It's, it's history, man. We, we sped up our work. We started meeting for longer periods of time higher frequency and we started to just really kick it into another gear. This has really helped me out with my own ability with project management or, or managing skills. I really love leading with the team and work, working on a bigger scale project like this has really helped me develop my skills. And I love to see my team grow so much as well. I have seen these people the first time, man, I seen them very shy. A lot of this, a lot of the team was first year students. Um, they never really were in any like, extracurriculars but seeing them work and seeing them achieve so much you're like wow I'm, I'm just happy to be a part of this and I, I'm so happy I can see this like character development up close that's something like I literally love to see I love to help out when I can but more or less I love to see people help themselves I love to see people really grow themselves and that's something I really enjoyed out of the whole process other than like technical skills and building up my own disciplines just being around a team that has just pretty much shocked me is something that I, I will never, ever, ever be ungrateful for. Um, it was a hard experience, but in the end of the day, we had, I believe, almost 1,800 live uh, live viewers of the day. We had 600 always, like throughout the event, there's at least 600 Daniel. people watching, 1,800, 1800 unique viewers. Uh, we raised, we hit our goal of $2,020 to donate to Black Mental Health Canada. Uh, a dollar for every registered person and honestly the, the the feedback and the and the i guess like not even the praise is what i'm looking for but the feedback and the people saying oh yeah i i, I met some really cool people um i had some interviews with this person oh i met a really cool friend they're from they're from uh university of bc yeah that's enriching I man i love to hear those stories and i love to be a person that has created something that someone will remember hopefully throughout their life so that's my experience dude, with the conference. Dude, I, I loved it. I resonate so much with that. And and it, it's it's so crystal clear to me. It became so obvious that you have all of the qualities and characteristics of a leader. And I know that you're going to go big places and very far. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. You got what it takes, dude. Yeah. The one thing that really stood out there is when, when the team was like about to pivot and you weren't really sure whether you're going to do, there was a, a moment of decision there was a, a, a fuck it moment, a resolve, we're going to make this happen. And, and then once you've decided, it's all written, it's happening no matter what. Exactly. So, proud of you, man. The, the goal is set, just work in out. Get, get, work on your, your identity first and, and work outwards. Try, try to get to that goal, but don't focus on the goal because you're already signed up. You're, you're on the boat.
Yeah, man. The, the, the work is the reward at that point. And I'm glad to hear exactly. all the good that came from it. I'm sure a lot of students uh, found a lot of personal benefit and made a lot of great connections throughout. So kudos to you, man. Yeah. Kudos to your, kudos to your team. Thank you, man. Yeah. The team's amazing, man. Uh, without them, you can't go anywhere. You can, you only do so much by yourself. It, yeah. It's important to have a team. Many hands make light work. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Okay, man. Well, hey, dude. For sure. No, I, I couldn't help but uh, make sure we covered that because I'm super excited for you, super proud. When I kept seeing you on Instagram, promoting it, pushing it, announcing it, getting people excited about it, making the right networks and uh, connections and relationships to make it work, I was like, damn, this kid's gonna, it's gonna make it happen. And, and you guys did. Respects. I have no else to say. <laughs> Bless Dude, <you>. respects, <laughs> bro. Yo, yo, has anyone ever said, damn, Daniel? Daniel. Hey, oh my God. That was a little too much when I came out, actually. I had a, not white vans. I had white stands. Stan Smiths. Those are, yeah. You can only imagine. I'd hear it five times a day. That's jokes. Hey man, um, I appreciate your friendship. I appreciate your participation in Circle Up. You made a huge contribution to that community and you still do. Um, if you've got friends or if you've got family or if you've got men in your life that are interested in participating in our programs, we're evolving and getting better every month. And so would love to have them come out. Uh, my last question for you on this show is, would you recommend yes. Circle Up to a friend? Yes or no? Hell, hell yeah. Of course. I, I've uh, brought some friends to the guest events and they loved it. They're just waiting for the, the new teams to start. So you let me know when that happens, man, because I have a couple people already interested. Okay, fire it up, man. Any last words you want to say for those listening to this show? I would say take life serious, but don't take it too serious. Enjoy your days, but be serious with the things that you are, um, you're happy with and don't take it for granted. That's it. Don't take it for granted, ladies and gentlemen. This illusion doesn't go on forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. Thank you uh, again for being on the show. I look forward to doing it again. And I hope you enjoy your weekend. Thank you, man. I hope you enjoy it too. This is amazing. All right. Peace. Send me the link when it's done, man. I'd love to hear it. You better believe that you'll get the link. Not only will you get the link, but we're going to send it to your mom and your dad and your cousins and gonna send it to all your boys and any girl that you might want to date we're gonna send it to them and say hey go <laughs> check out yo you see in daniel's shirt in this in this podcast yo he's killing it with that shirt <laughs> <laughs> all right dude i'm gonna stop recording now <laughs> okay